Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mostly Nerdy Nonsense with Jim and Zane, where what we talk about is in our name. I'm your host, Zane. And I'm Jim. And you can follow us on Twitter at um, Nonsense Nerds, at Nonsense Nerds, and on Instagram at Mostly Underscore Nerdy Underscore Nonsense, where we are going to try to be more active on a uh, day-to-day basis if things plan out accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we've been meaning to plug it earlier, and I'm glad you remembered because I 100% did not remember to do that. I actively and would not have. <laughs> I actively noticed when I when we didn't remember the last time we recorded, so I wanted to make sure that we did this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this week we are bringing you our review for the full season of Moon Knight, which ended. It'll be just under a week from when this gets posted, hopefully. Um, and we're going to do our regular nonsense updates before we get started with that. Anything else you got on the docket, Jim? Well, I can. I think that we can fairly mention that uh, the next episode is going to be our Doctor Strange review, considering that we both, at this point, seen the movie already. <clears throat> yes. And I'm sure, you know... I am very excited to talk about that movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, and... <laughs> If there's people out there who are also eager to talk about the movie, please message us between now and then, and we would definitely, you know, try to get it in there at some point. Even if, like, after we record, we get a couple messages, we can always record a little, like, post-credits or cut it in, oh, cut it in there somewhere or something. You know, I would love to hear what 100%. other people have to say about this movie because I, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I've read a lot of reviews, but we'll go, we'll, we'll talk about all of that when we when we do you know (laughs) yeah exactly um but to start off we're going to do our regular weekly nonsense it's going to be a little different just because we're going to cover some stuff today and then when we record in the next couple of days we'll recover some more stuff that's more like recent in that one so the only real stuff we have to talk about is uh on star wars day we got a kenobi trailer and then i think the same day we got a cobra kai season five trailer yeah it's kind of a if it, I think it was the same day. I think you're right. Kind of a weird choice for, you know, Netflix or whatever to be like, this is the day that we're going to choose to try. Like, we don't have any competition as far as bandwidth goes this day. <laughs> How about on May the 4th, we, anou- or we announce when we're going to put out our next season of Cobra Kai. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing that would overshadow us at all. Not a chance. <laughs> um... So, let, I mean, let's start with the Cobra Kai trailer, I guess. Yeah, man. I mean, it looks pretty dope. I, I don't really know what else it to does. say. It does. <laughs> I mean... I'm intrigued off the bat. I mean, we get our first little look at the new Cobra Kai dojo or dojos that Terry Silver is going to be running. And they look pretty sweet. I mean, as much as they are the bad guys, like, that dude's got some real cash he's putting into this. And the dojos look really, really cool. Yeah, I can't remember his exact line, but it was something like, what's better than a, a dojo full of students? How about a whole valley full of dojos? Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of conflict building that I feel like is going to... I hope it pans out here so that I'm not like waiting another season for like what is going to be, I believe, the like masters of the dojos fighting. I feel like that's where this is all kind of leading, despite the show being about the kids. I mean, we see little bits of that. You know, we, we had our uh, quasi-Cobra Kai review a couple weeks ago or whatever. Um, yeah. 
you know, when when Silver just beats the absolute piss out of Kreese, or out of uh, Johnny in the in the old dojo. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Johnny and uh, and Danny have a nice little fight at one point in that season. You know, they're fighting all the time. Ah, uh, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, one of my favorites um, is the than... uh, uh, not the gas uh, the chop shop fight. Where they beat up all yeah, the chop shop yeah. workers and then just immediately turn on each other and start <laughs> beating the shit out of each other afterwards. <laughs> other than that, um, we know Chosen from Karate Kid 3, I think is the one he was in. I think 3. is coming back for this season. Yeah, and he was a cool character in, in that season. I really liked the conflict between him and... I mean, it wasn't really a conflict, I guess, between him and Daniel. They set it up like it's going to be because Chosen's so stoic and serious but then he just ends up kind of chosen's a very intense character very intense like uncomfortable in social situations intense (laughs) a hundred percent and we really and we get a look at that in the trailer there's a scene in the trailer where uh terry silver's talking to daniel he's like hey you're you're playing with fire danny boy and chosen like steps in front of daniel and says i'm the gasoline oh yeah that's hard like that's (laughs) that's a super cool line probably my favorite part of the trailer yeah that is a dope line i i so hmm my thought is now i guess that maybe not the necessary necessarily the reason that um daniel brings chosen in but because Daniel is forced to close his version of Miyagi-Do, maybe Chosen can could then open his own dojo that Daniel could work at? That was my thought, is that it would be Chosen's dojo, which I'm sure will lead to a different conflict later on, but that'll be somewhere in the later season, or maybe the next season even. Yeah, man, I don't know. I, 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 think, I don't think that Chosen and Daniel are going to have the same level of conflict that... Daniel and Johnny have, or honestly, if anything, I feel like I was just gonna say, or honestly, where Johnny even really fits into that picture. You know what I mean? Like I was gonna say, like if anything, like Chosen might be a good mediator between Daniel and Johnny. Yeah, I could see that. Where, you know, when when Johnny says that Miyagi Do ain't shit or whatever, Chosen can kind of put him in his place <laughs> a little bit and be the mediator between the two. Yeah, but I mean, Chosen also acknowledges that, like, you know, you have to be offensive in some points. Like, you can't just be all defensive and win a fight like that. Yeah, he is the the defense, or the, the defense, the offensive coach of Miyagi-Do, essentially. Yeah, yeah, especially after what we see him do in Season 3 and then what we learn in Season 4. Like, we know that he was taught different stuff from Miyagi than Daniel was. Didn't he, like, almost kill a man in in that Karate Kid movie? I mean, when him and Daniel fight, it is a to-the-death fight. Yeah, that's what I, I thought it was something like that. Yeah, no, it's like, it's a it's a to-the-death fight, and Daniel basically, like, you know, has him, and he's, like, ready to uh, kill him somehow. Snap his neck, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Again, all over teenager karate, I just don't understand. It's intense, man. We're, like literal life and death over an under 18 teenage karate tournament i get that they're in japan in the third movie but like daniel's probably still only like 17 years old well okay this might sound weird 
<laughs> okay. But as much as like you know they show like the kids making out and stuff, I don't think any of them are actually having sex. Maybe this is all just sexual tension focused through the fo- <laughs> like the focal point of karate. <laughs> I, like, I hate it's that. their only outlet. Like they just have to beat the absolute <laughs> shit out of each other. It's like one of those. Uh, I know that there was like the Family Guy episode about it, where like the town is so conservative that the kids don't have sex, but then they have like they have like ear sex. It's like that, but just kar- mm. just karate instead. Ugh, <laughs> I I hope they don't go that route with it. But I think like. The thing I'm looking most forward to in the season is um, Johnny and Robbie's trip to Mexico to find Miguel. I think that part is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah, that does look sick. And, like, uh, I can't remember if it was Rob. I'm pretty sure Robbie said it to Miguel. He's like, we're never going to be friends. And I'm like, you guys are totally yeah, going to be friends. Gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> By uh, the time the car is put in park in California, they're going to be best friends. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I was gonna say just to, to go back to my awful theory. I'm just picturing like, <laughs> like uh, Sam and let's, let's just say like Sam and Miguel like finally actually hook up and they're like, yeah, we're done with all this karate bullshit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was boring. I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah, I don't know why we cared so much about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ. Other than that, I mean, with that show, I mean, uh, Kenny is still one of my favorite characters. I'm always excited to see what they're going to do with Kenny Payne. Oh, yeah. We saw a little bit of him in the trailer, right? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but he's like he's one of he's like one of the faces of Cobra Kai in the trailer. like. In, like, the commercials and stuff? I yeah, that's I... what it looks like, is he's going to be one of the people that's, like, passing out flyers and stuff like that. Hmm. I guess I don't totally remember what he did in the trailer. I was about to say the same of Hawk. I don't really remember anything Hawk specific in the trailer. I don't remember either. seeing Hawk in the trailer. I he better be in the season. Or Dimitri. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will be in the in the season. I mean, Hawk is the All Valley Men's champion. Like he has to be. Yeah, yeah. It would it would make zero sense for him to not show up again? But is he gonna show up back as Hawk or? Is he just going to be, um, uh, what was his real name? I hope they bring back the Hawk, dude. I really liked the Hawk. His name's Eli. Eli, that's it, yeah. But I think I think the Hawk is a cool look, and especially for a goddamn karate TV show, like, you, it works. It really works. Yeah. Oh, it 100% does. I mean, he's still got all the tats. <laughs> it's just whether or not he's going to grow the mohawk back out. Watch us, like, go, yeah. go into the next season, I mean, and he's just got, like, a little faux hawk. Like, he's just, like... Starting to get it back, but he doesn't have all the hair. Real, real timid about the hawk. It's a, it's a tiny little hawk because that's all he has right now. <laughs> I mean, that could be. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, what was our? I don't know. Either way, I am excited for the show. I, uh, I was skeptical because season four I thought was a little bit weak, but I still liked it. I thought season three was better. But this season looks fantastic just from that first trailer. And it comes out September 9th, I think, which was earlier than people thought it was going to be. Um, when did the last season wrap up? I don't. I never watched any of them on release, so I really have no idea. Okay. I, I want to say it was either late last year. It, it wasn't too long ago. 
that they would be. It was either late last year or early this year. Yeah, so yeah, September does sound sort of soon, I guess, depending on how early they started production I guess after like, the release of the previous season. I feel like that, and we we talked about Reacher in the same episode. <clears throat> like they have such like a low production budget that I feel like they should be able to just crank it out as fast as they so please. Like it's it really like doesn't look like there's all that much like special effects or anything like that going on yeah honestly for as quickly as they are able to push out shows like supergirl and the flash and legends with as much cgi heavy as those shows are and as, as you know yeah. they, they push out those episodes in what like a month if that yeah 45 minutes a yeah piece, i mean they film so. a lot of it yeah and 24 episodes in a year now so yeah i guess it does make sense that they're able to turn it around that quickly and I'm, I'm not upset about it honestly well i mean and it's just like that strange duality of netflix i mean cobra kai is going to get two seasons in less than a year and stranger things hasn't had a season since what 2019 yeah and now they're only gonna they're gonna put out half a season and then the other half of the season later this year yeah man i mean i guess like you said just production value you know the amount of level. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, Stranger Things is a completely different show. I mean, way higher production, not value necessarily, but like special effects are way higher. There's superpowers, big explosions, giant CGI monsters. Slightly off topic, but um, I just remembered it. I haven't actually seen the trailer yet myself. I'm probably gonna watch it as soon as we're done here. But uh, the trailer for Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix season three just dropped. Never watched it. Ooh, dude, that's that's gotta go on our list. <laughs> It's 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 an anth- word. I mean, I've heard it's good. I've heard good things, but just never, never piqued my interest. I, see, I think you'd like it more than you think going in because every episode is one hundred percent different than the last. Every animation style is so it's all like like self-contained. It's all like, self-contained. I, don't, I think the longest one is like twelve minutes. They're super short. Oh yeah, it, it, I'll just binge it this week. Like <laughs> it well, it's like um yeah, it's like a like a Star Wars Visions or, um, Ooh, or Diabolical, okay. you know. But I would okay, I would yeah, say yeah, that yeah. the the difference in writing style and animation from episode to episode is so much more vastly different compared to either of those two shows. Gotcha. That it's kind of hard to compare them. Um, like the f- that's pretty sweet. The first one is called uh, Sunny's. Sonny's Choice or Sonny's something. Um, and it's like a super serious, like, f- uh, action-heavy one. But then there's one later in the season called okay. Three Robots. And it's just these three robots who are friends um, in, like, a post-apocalypse type thing. And they're just touring America, hitting, like, the landmarks and stuff, just sightseeing. There's, there's no humans left alive. It's just them touring post-apocalypse America, hanging out. Huh. And then there's also one where uh, Topher Grace is one of the, Topher Grace was uh, that '70s show, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's actually getting a Netflix adaptation, like reboot too. Right, yeah, which perfect transition. But there's an episode in the first season <laughs> where him and his fiance open their super old fridge freezer that they find in their new apartment to find out that there's an ancient civilization living in their freezer. <laughs> That sounds fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's some weird shit. And then season two was super good, too. It wasn't as many episodes, but now, you know, we officially have a season three. And I'm not sure how many episodes it's going to have, but I've 
that was a show that, you know, when I when I first saw it pop up on Netflix, I was like, huh, that sounds weird. I'll try it out. And then absolutely fell in love with it. Sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. For sure. Um, but yeah, like we like I said, there's a, it's a sequel series to that 70s show. This is off topic from the normal show stuff, but I absolutely love sitcoms, so I can nerd out about them for a little bit. I love that 70s show, and they're doing that 90s show on Netflix with all of the original cast returning except for Danny Masterson because, you know, um, all the bad shit he did. So, good thing he's not coming back. But, so, he's still on the ranch, though, right? They didn't fire him from that show. No, no, they they fired him from that show. Oh, they, they, they literally killed his character. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like, I've off-screen never death ranch, killed his character. So Damn. Oh yeah, spoiler, I guess. Uh, I kind of hated how much I liked that show, too, because it's very uh, farm boy country type of stuff, and that's not at all who I am, but I loved that show to death. You show me the tit on an almond. <laughs> and Sam Elliott's one of the reasons why. He's fantastic. I, I do love Sam Elliott, but yeah, that show is not up my alley at all. I'm not the biggest sitcom fan in general, there's like a handful of them that kind of do it for me. How I Met Your Mother, one of them. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, the laugh track is what what I can't really deal with. Like, I like sitcoms, but <laughs> ones with laugh tracks specifically, I, I The only one that I like brazenly hate is Friends, and I know that's very controversial, but I hate it. Fight me. I I can deal with Friends. I also I do find it funny how like. That show is written around a laugh track, where when you take the laugh track out, Ross sounds like an absolute maniac half the time. Um, That's because he is. Well, he is. Dude is literally he, a sociopath. He is a psychopath, but, um, like, Big Bang Theory? Never liked that show. Fucking <laughs> cannot stand it. When, <laughs> when the show first started, I was probably, like, 10 or 12. So I liked that show when it first started, and then I, like... I got to a point where I, like, watched it a bunch, and then, like, I just can't watch it anymore. I haven't watched it in a long time. Like, the first two, three seasons, I didn't mind it. It's not great, mind you, but it's not bad. And then, like, Young Sheldon? I, absolutely not. I Absolutely sorry not. For, Never sorry for two, two so frequently in a row, but I almost <laughs> can say, like, if you watch that show, you can go f*** yourself. Like, why would you yep. watch that show? <laughs> But oh, man. either way, so back to back to that 90s show. It's going to be centered around Eric and Donna's daughter, whose name is Leia, and she'll be staying with her grandparents, Red and Kitty, for the summer. Huh, that's cool that that's her so what, First of all, cool that that's her name. What we're going to get is the, yeah, the punk rock Star Wars named daughter of Donna and Eric staying in Wisconsin. Is that where it is? I'm not sure. But she'll be living with Red and Kitty at that point? She'll be staying with them for the summer, but, like, but that's the show. all the other, like, characters, so, yeah. Um, but, like, Eric and Donna will be back, Jackie and Kelso and Fez will all be making appearances at some point. I was gonna say, it doesn't sound like they'll be back, but it sounds like Eric and Donna will be in the first episode saying, see you later, for the summer, and, <laughs> and then the other, probably. the other characters will probably pop up for quick appearances in other episodes. Which like yeah, I don't expect sure, a whole lot cool, from any of that original cast. I I really haven't been drawn to a lot of these uh, 
not reboot, but uh, rehash, I guess. Like continuations, almost? Yeah, like, the iCarly one looks okay, still haven't watched it. Um, Me neither. I don't know, what else? That's the Raven one, zero interest. Uh, I'm interested, I just, I honestly kind of forgot about it. How I Met Your Father, not super interested, watched the first couple episodes, didn't really grab me. Um, I'm planning to watch the season at some point, but I haven't yet. Yeah, maybe when it's all out there, I might try to binge it. But the first, like I said, the first yeah. two episodes didn't really grab me that hard. I, I, I think I said, I, I, I think I've said this on air before. I can't remember, but like the, you know how um, in How I Met Your F- Mother, it's like him telling the story to his kids. Yeah. On in How I Met Your Father, it's the mother. Wine drunk, FaceTiming her son, telling him the story, <laughs> and just with that as the basic premise, like I hate it. <laughs> I I think that's funny. I think if anything, that's like a a good spiritual reboot for that. You know, I hate it. I just hate that premise so much. Because like she like she's doing it drunkenly ted's just a narcissist and doing it because he's the main character in his mind you know what i mean yeah i guess that's fair just the, well just the thought that she, she's going to be on like that call with him for however many seasons this show however runs many seasons. Yeah. <laughs> um but our last uh nerdy nonsense update is the kenobi trailer if you want to talk about that unless you've got anything else that i'm missing i don't necessarily, but I, I did want to mention this to you because I don't know if you knew this or not, but the only thing okay. the only thing about the How I Met Your Father show that I think is somewhat interesting is originally that show was supposed to be the Hillary Duff rehash. And, uh, yeah. and Disney Plus was like, this show, what you want to do is too adult for what we want to do. So then she said, okay, well then I don't want to do it. And then did How I Met Your Father, and apparently a lot of those scripts ended up in How I Met Your Father. That's cool. So you can almost think of How I Met Your Father as like a spiritual successor to both How I Met Your Mother and the Hillary Duff show, which is like which is super weird. Kind of weird. Like, to think I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Yeah, that's the only thing that's made me kind of think like, oh well, you know, maybe I maybe I should go back and, and try it out. But but yeah, I just wanted to mention that before we got into Obi Wan. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, but per usual, uh, Kenobi is my most anticipated. I don't even know if it's like a show, like my most anticipated show. It might just be my most anticipated like thing this year, is the Kenobi show. Yeah, man. I mean, I was already hyped for it to begin with, and after that trailer, even more hype. That's all I can really say. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's scenes in it that are. They're not pulled from anything specifically, but, like, they're done in different versions of Obi-Wan's story on Tatooine. Uh, Like, him and Uncle Owen talking always just breaks my heart, because, like, Uncle Owen does not like him at all. What was the exact line that he said to him? So, Obi-Wan says, well, he, Owen says to him that you need to stay away from us, and then Obi-Wan says, well, when the time comes, he must be trained. And then he says, oh, like, you trained his father? And that just, oh, dude, that hurts me a lot. Yeah, it was tough. Then that, that mirrors a line from the comics, if I'm not mistaken, where he says something similar but much harsher. Yeah, he basically asked him in a comic, um, how many Skywalkers do you need to kill? Yeah. 
which, you know, we, we might end up hearing that, you know, later on in the show. Very possible, but... I would guess so. Um, other than that, we get two first looks um, at people in the show. We get our first look at uh, Camille Nanjiani's character, who is still unnamed. But I've got a couple ideas who it could be. But, again, nothing nothing's locked down on that until the show comes out, really. We won't find out who he is until then. At least I assume so. Well, we wanted him to be... Um, what's a... Hondo. Yeah, Hondo. Which... Hondo the pirate. I guess he could technically still be... But I think that that would disappoint a lot of people. Um, I think just based on how much I saw of him in the trailer, no chance. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we only get like that one shot of him saying something, right? He doesn't even say anything. He's just straight up in Jedi robes, though. Oh, okay. Who who do you think he's gonna be then? So my first thought was Quinlan Voss, who's a Clone Wars character. You've, He's like you've mentioned the, him before, like, right? Yeah, when we talked about the first trailer, we talked about it a little bit. Um, but I thought maybe Quinlan Voss was possible. But he doesn't really look enough like that. Especially with the shorter hair, because Quinlan had longer longer hair, like almost dreadlock style, I guess. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but then there's this old Legends character slash video game character named Kyle Cataran, who doesn't normally like in the video games didn't look anything like that but he'd be a super easy character to take and adjust and give to a, an actor like Camille. Okay. Hmm. Are Are there any other characters based on Camille's look that we could potentially throw like a casting at maybe? I I don't know. I haven't that's the thing is I really I really don't know. Um a lot of things that have been like like, Jedi that survived Order 66 have been new characters, like, people they make specifically for that role. Because, I mean, for, as as far as the original trilogy and the prequels go, there's, like, four Jedi left. The only people that lived through Order 66 that we are fully aware of are Obi-Wan and Yoda. So he could just be an original character at that point, even. I think that's that's possible. Which you know, which is. But he said that he's like it's a new version of a character we've seen before, which really confuses the shit out of me. Hmm. Yeah, that that throws me off even farther. That almost makes me think Hondo. That's what made me think Hondo at first too, but like it just does like Hondo has a very specific look, and like mannerism, like just face, like he's an alien. He's an alien, yeah. you know. He's got a spiky beard. Yeah, yeah. Which I would like to see in live action. I don't, based on like all the things that they do as far as like cosmetic, uh, um, I, yeah, I guess cosmetics. Well, just like the pra- like practical effects, yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, as far as far as all the things they do on that, I don't think that Hondo would be that hard of one to pull off. No, not at all. Even if you replaced like his his spiky beard with like almost porcupine style spikes, that would still work. Yeah. You know, there's, well, I mean, there's they, tons of ways to do it. There was a documentary that came out on Star Wars Day 2 that was like the making of the Book of Boba Fett, which they do for all the Disney and Star Wars shows, or Marvel and Star Wars shows at this point, which I love. And, like, Cad Bane was completely practical. There was no special effects in his costume. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, like, to make Hondo look like that wouldn't be out yeah, of the question. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that would know? be 
out of their realm at all. Um, you mentioned that weirdly the other day I was watching a YouTube video and I like walked out of the room as I got an ad and the ad that popped up was weirdly this 15 minute ad that, you know, you could skip after five seconds, but because I was out of the room, I didn't. And when I came back in the room, didn't even realize I was watching an ad because it was 15 goddamn minutes long. But it was this, (laughs) it was this weird commercial for this documentary. It was all in black and white about like the sound effects of the Star Wars universe. It was that it, sounds super cool. It was really interesting, and I was it sucked because I was streaming to the TV from my phone. So from my phone, I couldn't check what the ad was, and from the TV, I couldn't check what the ad was. So I had no idea of finding out what I was actually watching. <laughs> but it was yeah, it was, what it was you were super watching. cool. That yeah, sucks. Just them talking about like like there was this one chick who was like a sound editor talking about how she liked to add in this one specific sound that was. Um, like an old timey, uh, what they would use for lightning when they would take a a, a metal sheet and just like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she showed like when she <laughs> she showed when she threw it into a scene from the Mandalorian when his ship is all messed up and he's like crash landing almost, and there's this one piece of equipment that flies off the side to the to the right, and when it does. It makes that sound. <laughs> she was like, "I love it every time." <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think um, as as far as like that documentary goes, I haven't watched it yet, but I will in the coming days. I'm sure uh, they do a little like behind the scenes thing with like Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker, and then like Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka meeting uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker and her just like freaking out, which would be. Any Star Wars fan, I'm sure, would freak out when they meet Luke Skywalker. But to see her playing Ahsoka being the same way is just very yeah, cool. Yeah, we need to see. I'm I, I want to know how she met Luke. Which I guess we might see, you know, in the in uh, her show or in the Obi Wan show. Honestly, per- possibly. Yeah, I could definitely see her being one of the big cameos in that show. That'd be great. And really, they have no reason not to put her in everything. Yeah, honestly, at that point, <laughs> for sure. And they really should. Um, the only other character we get a look at, this was like a confirmed character. It's uh, it's Darth Vader. We get to see him suiting up for the first time. We don't see his face, but we get to see a little bit of the process um, of him putting the suit back on. And we see one of his arms get attached. And then like his breathing module with like the flips and the green and red button. We see that get inserted into his chest, and it has, like, inch and a half, two-inch long prongs that just jab into his abdomen. That's honestly one of the cooler things to think about for this show, especially based on those couple of scenes, is I think that we're really just going to get a redone 2022 version of the process of them making Vader. I think we're probably going to get that whole scene again, honestly. Probably. If anything, it'll be more gruesome, oh, a yeah. little like darker. Oh yeah, I definitely think that a little more body horror, which is weird to, th- weird yeah, to think I mean, that like the movie that came out. And yeah, it was you know two thousand two, Revenge of the Sith, two thousand five. Even then, you know, you would think that they would be able to get away with some dark shit in in the movies, but it's weird that on the Disney Plus <laughs> show, they're going to be getting away with darker things than that yeah i mean for sure 
Um, I think, again, Kenobi is a show that is going to be written and directed in a way to just break my heart over and over and over again. Um, that show is going to destroy me. I can feel it. <laughs> you can feel, you can so, feel like, the heartbreak Even things coming. like that with Vader. Yeah, even things like that with Vader, dude. Like, Vader is a tragic character. Like, Anakin to Vader back to Anakin is just a tragedy through and through. I mean, it, and it's well done, too. Because the dude is doing everything he can to be the best he can and do the most good and ends up doing the most bad thing that he could with the most bad outcome. So, do we think that Vader is going to be a main character throughout this show? Um, I think if it's if we're doing the same six-episode run, Vader is going to be a boogeyman character until episode five, and then he'll be a big part for the last two, is my guess. It's just a little weird to me that they would show him. Like, obviously we know he's in it, so I guess they kind of have to, even if he doesn't show up until episode five. But it, it, based on the things that they've been showing us in trailers, it seems weird to me for them to show us him if he's not going to show up in, like, episode two. And he might. He very well could. That was just my kind of guess. I think they might surprise us, and, like, I, I honestly potentially think that we might get Vader in every episode. Maybe not, inter- not I think interacting with Obi-Wan, necessarily, but, like, him doing his own thing, talking to the Emperor. Re- re- Even then, we could just get him, like, you could get Vader just, like, floating in the in his back to tank, or in, like, that, that white and black dome thing from Empire that he sits in. I think... Because that's where he, like, takes the helmet off and is, like, more Anakin Skywalker. So yeah, yeah I, I think we might get some... Potentially, I, I, this is based on nothing, but I, this would be cool to see. Is maybe some of like Anakin getting used to being in Vader's body? You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he might. Not that we've ever seen it, but he might need some sort of physical rehab time where he learns how to walk and do regular shit again. Because I think. Yeah, I mean, even in um, Revenge of the Sith, when he, like, breaks himself off that platform, he really, like, is stumbling and stiff when he walks. And uh, I, I was going to say, raw emotion, all just him holding himself up at the Force, you know? He, yeah. He, he might not even know how to walk, actually, at that point. That's true. That, and, like, there's a lot of cool, um, like, comics iterations of Vader that are done in, like, the force i guess so like there's this version where he kind of goes on like this journey in the force in his brain and his whole body is depicted as like this spirit entity that has like you can see energy flowing through it but from like where his limbs have been severed is like super bright blue like a force ghost and the rest of it is dark and corroded and looks like lava interesting that sounds cool let me so even just if we got a super little glimpse at something like that would be just fantastic <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm especially with Hayden Christensen being back. I was to do just all that. about to like, say I am genuinely interested to see what, because <laughs> like th- this is his his return to form, man. This is his potentially if he wants to become a name again, if he kills this show, this is how yeah, he does this it. Is it. So I don't know. I think this this is probably this, we we might get the best performance from Hayden Christensen we've ever seen. Yeah, and I th- and I think his performances in the other two were good. They were a little stiff, but Anakin's written that way. Yeah, as I said, I would blame that partially, at least, on the writing, and him yeah. being a young actor. But now, you know, I I, I don't know. 
I don't know. We, we could we could see something really cool. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we could get. I mean, Brendan Fraser left Hollywood for very different reasons, but we could see the same kind of return we're getting with Brendan Fraser. Have I ever mentioned the the uh, pizza romantic comedy that Hayden was in on air? Yes. Oh my yeah, god. I thought. I thought. I think we talked about I it think briefly. I might have, but it'll as long as he does better than that. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like I mean, we've seen Brendan Fraser in a lot of superhero stuff, and he's Firefly and Batgirl. He's in Doom Patrol, and I mean, I did put Hayden Christensen in my Batman fan cast as Azrael. So yeah, and Warner Brothers is making more Batman movies. We know this. Yeah, and you know, it's not uncommon for actors to go across the stream. You know, exactly. Fingers crossed. Even if he's not Azrael, just find a place for him. There's there's plenty of work he could do. Oh, he could, he could do something. For sure. I'm still holding out hope for my scorned firefighter Brendan Fraser. That's all I can say. Yeah. And now that you've seen now that you've but seen no, some Cody more Doom Patrol. Is... Oh. Love Doom Patrol. <laughs> and and okay, so what what we we just got through Hair Patrol, I think was the last one we saw. Or did we watch the one after that? I think we did the one after that. Okay. So yeah, we're we're somewhere in the middle I, or late middle of season one. Yeah, and you still haven't seen half the weirdest shit in that show. I can't <laughs> wait to be honest with you. <laughs> but yeah, I still yeah, Brandon Fraser's Firefly, Chef's Kiss, Mwah. can't wait. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that wraps up our nonsense for the week. Um, we'll have more to talk about in the next few days i'm sure i mean stuff stuff gets announced and tweaked and trailers come out like literally every single day at this point we're living in like a magnum opus of pop culture in a way that i am able to just separate myself from reality completely (laughs) and ignore all of my actual problems and that's what you gotta do man i I was gonna say this, this section ran longer than i was honestly expecting but i guess we had more to talk about than i thought yeah, just between two full trailers, and that's the thing is those trailers weren't even that long. That Kenobi trailer was like a minute and thirty seconds. Right, but it just asks so many questions. Hundred percent. Other than so, I mean, that's a, I mean a perfect segue. We were talking about how we think that in Kenobi we're going to see the Disney Plus show get away with more gruesome stuff than we saw in the movies, and Marvel's done exactly that with Moon Knight. Moon Knight is pretty violent i mean not on a level of like punisher or daredevil but like it definitely starts to bridge the gap between the two right and i mean at this point i think we've on air talked about the first two yep we did the first two okay so you know we've got four episodes essentially that we can discuss i don't think we're really gonna break it down by episode by episode we're just kind of gonna talk about hard no what's so what's your like general thought on the show like out of 10 where would you put it like even comparing it to some of the other Marvel shows we've gotten, how do you, how do you compare it? I I gotta put it up there pretty high, man. It it, it was a good one for me. I genuinely enjoyed this show. I yeah, I think Moon Knight was a super cool entry to this, and I am excited to see more of him. I think I'm more excited to see more of him than I initial than I was in like the middle of the show. See, this is a weird one for me when I listen to like other podcasts that I listen to. You know, because yeah. you haven't read a whole lot of Moon Knight, I wouldn't say, right? 
The only the only Moon Knight I've read is the brand new Moon Knight by Jed McKay. Okay. So, some of the podcasts I listen to, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I'm a big Moon Knight fan, and, like, I'm just so interested to see what they're going to keep doing with him. They're not doing necessarily what they did in the comics, but it, it, it's good, and I just can't wait. And then I listen to other ones where they're like, this is not the Moon Knight show that I wanted. This isn't the Moon Knight that I know. <laughs> I don't want to see any more of this. They can end it right now, and I wouldn't care. So, I, me, on the outside, I, I, I like it. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, again, just based on the Moon Knight I've read, it's not the same, but I like what they're doing with it. Like, a lot, I think. There were parts of it I didn't like, and just because, like... There's a lot of things they leave ambiguous in the show that they need to clarify whether or not we are in reality or not. See, but I've heard that that's, like, one of the fun things about certain runs in the comics is you don't know whether or not what you're looking at is actually happening or just inside Mark's head. So... Yeah, and it definitely, that's a piece of it, but goddamn, dude, there's some parts of that show that confuse the shit out of me. Yeah, and I'm with you, but I'm not, because there's, like, <laughs> they they definitely said out loud that the, the the insane asylum was a coping mechanism or whatever, or not a, or not yeah, a, a coping yeah. mechanism, but uh, a structural hippity-blah, whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That You saying that actually pulls me back a little bit and does, I kind of forgot about that. So, yeah, like... It, the way it is presented to you, it on the nose is, or not on the nose, but it is on the surface very confusing, but yeah, you just, I don't know. In, in my mind, anything that happened in the insane asylum was not real. As much as they yeah. want you to think the opposite, I think that that was the case. And they trip you up a little bit with that, with Arthur at the end, when he's in the insane asylum. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that was real too. But then, I also think that some of the you know complaints that I had heard as far as like from Moon Knight fans about how you know Jake wasn't the Mister Knight personality, or not uh, not Jake, yeah no Jake yeah Jake yeah Jake Jake wasn't the Mister Knight personality and um, the uh, Stephen personality wasn't necessarily who he was in the comics, but I I don't know why mixing them up a little bit is that big of a deal, you know. To, to me, to me at yeah, least. Yeah, I don't think it matters either. And especially just based on what they wanted to do with those characters, or those personalities, and what they ended up doing with the Jake personality spoilers and making him, you know, be sp- Spanish-speaking, I, I, I believe. Yes. Okay, yeah. um, I, I also read that that whole... So, like, in the script, Jake Lockley did not speak Spanish. Oscar Isaac just did that. That was a cool choice, in my opinion. I, I completely agree with you. I really enjoyed that. Because, like, apparently, like, at one point, um, people thought that the Jake personality was coming out in those therapy sessions because they thought that the Oscar was using a very Brooklyn-heavy accent, but... There was one part where he did do I think that. that that was just Mark. I think that he just started giving Mark a more Brooklyn accent for some reason. Yeah, and that's the one thing that, like, like people can bitch about whatever, but, like, Mark Spector was pretty spot on, as far as I'm aware. The other thing about the Moon Knight books that I have read is, like, they are pretty strictly Moon Knight. 
I've seen him out of costume for five or ten panels throughout these 12 books I've read. Yeah, that does kind of make a difference, too, for sure. Um, not to skip too much around, but if we're going to talk, like, the finale, uh, what, what did you think about the big fight between the gods? I thought that was cool, but I feel like it was... It falls into that Marvel trap of, like, big CGI fights in the third act. See, I thought it was cool because it was... It was it was them... It was a big CGI fight, yes. But it was them fighting, and it was kind of... Their outcome of the fight was almost a result of what was happening in the actual fight. Yeah, and that part I, I really enjoyed. I liked how it mirrored what was going on with, like, their... Um, shit, their uh, avatars, <laughs> essentially. So, I, I this is... <laughs> This will be burned into my head forever. Me and Mark watched the finale together, and when yeah. uh, Giant Ahmet and Giant Conchu started like beating the shit out of each other, and like I think it was it was the the scene when when Conchu punches Ahmet and, and she falls into the pyramid. I, I was like, oh man, this is sick. And Mark looks at me and he goes, <laughs> "Is it?" <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Mark answer. I was like, well, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, so I can I can I guess understand if that's not everybody's bag, but I I thought it was cool. No, I thought it was cool enough. It wasn't my favorite part of the show, but I mean, it seemed like it was that that had to happen, you know. So, I was very much thinking like as as more of the avatars started to show up, um, you know, we saw Tawaret. She was pretty cool. Um, but when yeah. Ahmet finally showed up, you know, I, I thought she looked cool, but all I could think was um, back to that movie Gods of Egypt that I was telling you about, where, like, yeah, the, yeah. it was the the gods in that movie appeared as normal people until they wanted to use their powers and then almost, like, super suited up, where they would, like, become co- covered okay. in, like, gold and, and all kinds of shit like that when they would become their superpower. Okay, yeah, that's not dissimilar to how the first Percy Jackson movie was either. Like, when they wanted to walk amongst people, they were little, like, just the size of people. But when they wanted to, like, go back to Olympus or wherever they were going or use their powers, they became these giant gods. Okay. So, I was thinking when we were seeing all these actual, all the actual gods, because I, I really like the way Conchu looked, like how he was, like, bone and stuff. Conchu was fantastic, dude. He looked so, so cool. cool. But then when we were seeing the other gods and they were, like, living animals, <clears throat> that kind of threw me a little bit. But then uh, the one line that Ahmet says to Conchu, she's like, oh, Conchu, yeah. No, you're good. Um, it was um, mm-hmm. the one line, that, one line that Ahmet said to Conchu, she was like, oh, Conchu, time has not been good to you, or whatever. So my thought based on that is that at one point he wasn't, like, a bone skeleton bird thing. Like, he was just an actual actually, bird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of cool to think about. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, I I was not, not that I didn't like the way they looked, but I was hoping they had would have looked more Gods of egypt E. But then once Layla becomes Tawaret's avatar. The Scarlet Scarab. Is that what her uh, comics... Com- uh, hero name is? Um, so in the comics, the Scarlet Scarab is one of those characters that, again, has, like, no appearances, um, but is is that character. And I think somebody, one of the people from the show said that that is the Scarlet Scarab. 
Okay, cool. I'm okay with that. That's that's pretty sick. Um, <laughs> I guess I will say it's a little weird that like she becomes Tawaret's avatar, and I was expecting her to get some sort of like big beefy armor that she could just tear shit up with, but then yeah. she gets wings, which is um, a little weird. I but, do have something controversial to say. I think that her costume, at first glance, looks better than the Moon Knight costume. I agree. Okay. Because, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Because, as I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, I want to see this shit look more, a little bit more like Gods of Egypt. Her costume straight up looks like a, one of the costumes <laughs> from Gods of Egypt. That's So sweet. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, perfect. I love this. Yeah. No, her, yeah, her costume is fantastic. She looks dope. I hope we see more of her. Um, the, the one line was a little clunky. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I think so, yeah, but like, where where specifically are you talking about? Are you an Egyptian superhero? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I, I understand why they did it. It just, like, in the moment it felt weird because they were in, like, the middle of a life-or-death battle for the entire world. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the timing the timing was a little weird too, but I also yeah. think the the writing itself for those specific lines of dialogue could have said something a little different. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it, it there was a, there was a line in Doctor Strange that made me feel a similar way. I'll I'll just say that there were a couple things in Doctor Strange that made me feel that way, but we'll we'll talk about that tomorrow or the next day whenever we get the chance. A week from now, if you're listening to this, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think the show was cool. Um, it was everything that was kind of promised to us. It was, there was elements of Fight Club, there was elements of Indiana Jones, um, still while all being wrapped up in this Egyptian gods and Marvel superheroes title, you know? I mean, the show kind of subverted my expectations in some spots, where, you know, the, the penultimate episode, you would think, would have wrapped up a lot of the outlying stories and Mm -hmm. kind of finish some things up but really the penultimate episode was all about how you know it was all mark's backstory and how that episode was heartbreaker yeah yeah all that shit with his mom like it was it was tough and you know you don't usually expect something like what we got as a penultimate episode no that and again like we talked about how we like moon knight is bringing a lot of like new and kind of like more violent themes to the mcu i mean like when um mark and when mark develops steven it's after his brother was accidentally killed while they were playing and his mom blames the entire situation on him and like treats him like shit for years after that and um so like he develops steven while his mom is like pounding on his door and like threatening to, again to hurt him and she finally like breaks down the door and he's already like steven like he's got his accent and he's like cleaning his room and all this and his mom grabs like a mm-hmm. belt off the wall and i'm like holy shit i can't believe they did that yeah dude it was kind of wild and so Hard to I, watch, I, but... I i didn't know like i don't know what i thought but having this clarified for me i think cleared th- some things up mm-hmm. um so so with the id basically when, when he creates the Steven personality, so, like, his mom breaks down the door mm-hmm. and is about to whip him with a belt, essentially. Yeah. So, he, he is the Steven personality at that point. So, basically, he's in his own world while all that stuff is happening. 
So yep. like Mark Mark is the one who is essentially at that point taking the beating, but Steven doesn't register that any of that's happening. Nope. So that way Mark doesn't have to remember any of it either. Well, no. So like Mark is the one who does remember. Steven so yeah, Mark, doesn't remember Mark it. Mark does remember it, but like Steven doesn't like yeah, Steven doesn't remember it either, but Mark is trying to repress it with Steven, I think. Right. A, a part of him doesn't have to experience that at that yeah. point. Um, which I think is, like, a really well-written motivation for, like, that mental illness developing in him. I'm not any kind of psychologist by any goddamn means. I took one intro to psychology course and didn't do so hot. But <laughs> just based on, like, what I've read about the character and, like, things I've read just about, like, DID and things like that, like, they wrote it really well. I mean, they dealt with big issues like that in, like, true mental health, despite this being in a sci-fi show, really, really well. Yeah, um, you know, I guess I, I, I'm not one to speak much on it, you know, I don't have any personal experience with it, yeah. or even honestly know anyone who has. Me neither. So, to, to, to say how well they handled it isn't really for me to say, but I, I, I think they did a good job, I enjoyed the show, um, I want to see more of it, man. Yeah, and I think that, um... I think we knew going in that Oscar Isaac was a good casting, and every single episode he proved it further and further and further that he was Moon Knight. Like, he is Mark Spector. He is Stephen Grant. He's all of these people while still just being good at acting. Like, Oscar Isaac really, really did something with this show. I know, I feel like we keep talking a lot about the last two episodes, but... I guess there's only two in between that we haven't, you know, but in between what we already talked about in this one. And the but, middle two is where we get our big Indiana Jones-style scenes. Like, we get tomb raiding and people arguing oh, over, yeah. fighting over artifacts. Like, I loved that part of the show because I... Indiana Jones is, like, something I grew up on. I mean, I had a cat named Indiana for years. So, like, to see that <laughs> well, done in this style was so cool. I I wasn't laughing at your cat's name. That's... <laughs> That is cool. I because I'm I'm right with you. Uh, we we had when I, growing up we had a dog named Elsa. Everyone thought that yeah, she was named after yeah. Frozen, but it was years before that she was named after the character from Indiana Jones three. And then currently, parents have a dog named Oxley who is named after uh, Professor Oxley. Professor from Oxley. I feel like we've mentioned both of one. these dogs on the cast before, I'm, but. I'm, we very well may have, but you know, but I'm always always glad to talk about them. I, I, mean, I was going to say I in case anyone dogs. didn't know. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I, I was laughing because I, I have a meme that I saw that was, um, you know, the episode where they need to find what the night sky looked like at a certain point or some shit. And, Whoa, uh, Con, Con, like, I can turn, I can turn back the night sky. Yeah. The meme was, was, uh, it's that screenshot of Willem Dafoe from whatever that one movie is where he's looking up at the sky, like. <laughs> like just in, in terror, yeah. And it was it was like Doctor Strange in New York watching the the sky go back decades, Ro- rotate back two thousand years or however far it was. Yeah. So another one of the problems I had with the show is like when they have like the meeting of the avatars in the pyramid when um, uh-huh. Kanchu is trying to accuse um, Harrow of trying to free Amit. Everybody is just like, no, that couldn't possibly be it. And he's right here. And he, like, struts down like a game show. 
And he's like, how could I be doing that? I'm a good guy. And they're like, see, good guy. And then they're just like, you need to go away, Conchu, and put him in jail. Um, so, I didn't, my, my problem with that was how right before they walked in there, Conchu says to, to Mark or Steven or whoever, yeah. our, our case has to be solid. <laughs> and then as soon as he walks in there, he's like, no, he's a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, that's the whole problem with both sides of it, is, like, neither case makes an argument of any kind, and the other people are just like, I, I don't give a shit, man. He seems fine to me. Yeah. Where, like, all they had to do was, you know, show them the dig site in Cairo, or... Show him sucking the soul out of an old lady's any body, of, like... Yeah, any of the <laughs> other things that Harrow's done, like, give specific examples here, Conchu. Come on, don't you know how court works? Jesus killing, Christ. Killing a homeless man over a scarab. Like, there's a whole lot of things they could have brought up that Harrow had been doing that they just didn't do. One thing, I guess I never really thought about it. Did they ever specifically say why Harrow either left Conchu or Conchu left Harrow? No, I guess they don't really address that, or if they do, they gloss over it quickly, because I don't necessarily remember that. Yeah, I I, I don't know, you know, because I guess that would kind of make a difference, right? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. Especially, like, I think if if Conchu would have left Harrow, that would give him a motivation to then free Amit to, like, right. have, or to if, rain judgment. Or if... Harrow had left Conchu, that would have given him, like, a legitimate standing in that court where he was like, I didn't want to be this guy's avatar anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, like, he was so bad that I didn't want to be with him. Right. Um, slightly different topic. One conversation that I did love was when Ahmet first um, appears and uh, Harrow is repeatedly telling her how he is not worthy to be her avatar. Yeah. Like, that. I love that conversation. That was fantastic. Yeah, I was like, well, he's 100% right, but she also is right. So. Yeah, I mean, because, like, he straight up said, he's like, look, like, I've done bad things, I've killed people to get you here just to take whatever judgment you so give me, and I'm fine with it either way, just so that everything can ultimately be judged. I also look like how they, at that point, tell you why he was putting glass in his shoes. Yeah. He, he was like, I thought my penance would be enough. And yeah, like, like a, yeah, reform of repenting. Maybe don't kill homeless people <laughs> not put, and not put glass in your shoes. Like, yeah. Normal people things, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, other than that, like, the scene of them running through the pyramid through all these, like, little caves and tunnels and stuff was super cool. That and, like, um, in, in I the think that was, episode, that was episode four. Oh, okay. Because that's where, like, Mark gets shot, and then he wakes up in that infirmary, or, like, that mental hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that and, like, I feel like the the fourth, like, the third and fourth episode are really who what make you appreciate Layla as a character. Um, so, like, when she first shows up, you just don't really understand who she is, but as the show goes on, she's one of my favorites. I mean... Her and Steven, I think, come down to my two favorites, but I guess I can't really say for sure. I need to rewatch it. So, I really liked her, too, and I thought, I honestly thought that they were going to make me hate her by, in the last episode, making her the Avatar of Conchu. 
Yeah. But I lo- I loved how they were. Lo- she was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I want to be your avatar. She Which basically told Kanchu to kick rocks. Yeah, exactly. Which, I don't know. In her shoes, maybe I would have felt the same way. But <laughs> if, I, I don't know that I could have seen anything that uh, Mark or Steven did, aside from their outfits, that if Kanchu was like, you want to be my avatar, I wouldn't be like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another one of my favorite scenes that we kind of like skipped over is not necessarily part of Mark's like backstory, but it's like when he's with Bushman. And they're going to raid the tomb, and they get, like... I don't remember how they all get injured or whatever, but then, like, Mark wakes up in the tomb, and Conchu's like, will you be... will you decar- or defend the people of the night? Will you do this? Will you rise up and live again and be my moon knight? That part was hard. That part was so cool. That was cool. I don't think that they got injured. I think it was literally just that Bushman got greedy and started killing everybody. Yeah, and I definitely think if, I don't know if it's if a season two, I think when a season two rolls around that Bushman will be a very important character because he's a huge Moon Knight villain in the comics. I'm, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I'm kind of glad that I was wrong on the fact that I thought that Jake was going to be Bushman. Hmm, okay. My, my theory has now kind of shifted to the idea that Jake is going to be Hunter's Moon. I agree with you, actually, because um, there's a Cause uh, I, one of the people in like the art department or costume design said that they had a costume design for Jake Lockley, and it was the more traditional Moon Knight comics where it's like the super bright hood with like the black mask and glowing eyes, where like the body of the suit is kind of black and the arms and stuff are white. Huh, that's cool. I, I, I'm. You'll have to send me a picture of what costume you're thinking of. Because to me, or what, what I would be picturing is the Mark costume. I know what you mean with like the face being blacked out, but as far as the rest of the costume, I would be... And that's, and that's to... pretty much what I mean. Okay. Just like his face being essentially just a shadow, like nothing yeah. there. And that's really what I was okay. like looking for in the show. That was the one reason I didn't love the costume, you know? Fair so, enough, but... Here, I think, is uh, well, one of well, the iterations of it. Can you see that? Oh, okay. Yeah, there is a lot more black going on there than... Yeah. Almost Scarecrow vibes, sort of. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. No, that would have been really cool. I, yeah, I, I didn't have any reference for, for that uh, specific costume. But that that would be sick, for sure. Mm-hmm. At that point, that makes me think not Hunter's Moon. Because I, I, my whole theory around that was that I don't think that they would do that. But okay. at this point, I mean, we never saw a body, so yeah. Um, who's to say? I would be very interested in seeing both Bushman and Hunter's Moon both fully fleshed out at some point in the MCU. I think just based on what I've read we, we, of Hunter's Moon is fantastic. We haven't said it in this episode, but I don't know if we've said it in the past. Hunter's Moon is uh, Mark's brother at that point who didn't actually die. Well, and can't. Not, not, well, not in this series. What I had heard was that Hunter's Moon was Mark's brother who didn't actually die. So, in the again, in the comics I'm reading currently, Hunter's Moon is just Conchu's other fist. 
you know, like what what God has one fist. Um, he's Mark's brother just because they are of the same father being Conchu. But other than that, the, the two avatars themselves are unrelated. In other iterations, Hunter's Moon very well could be his brother. But I really, I just don't know. I'm doing a quick goog just to see <laughs> what I can find here. Um, no, yeah, this version definitely is not his brother. Or at least what I'm reading. I gotcha. Um, yeah, either way, I think hmm. he's a character that is ripe for the MCU, I think. Maybe not right away, but, like, give Moon Knight two, three seasons. I think Hunter's, or, yeah, Hunter's Moon would be a super cool, like, quasi-villain for that show. And honestly, it fits with what we've seen so far, because very much like what happens in the post credit scene, spoiler alert, but <laughs> Conchu's like, Conchu says, you know, pretty much, well, I told I told Mark and and uh, Stephen that they were free, but I'm he still using them as my avatar. He really is. Yeah, because they don't know about Jake over here. I'll meet my friend Jake Lockley, and so like one of the things like I kind of figured that Jake Lockley would be in the show somewhere. So as soon as I saw that hat, I'm like, oh my god, it's Jake Lockley! Like as soon as I saw the hat, and he was literally like, the game was rigged from the start. <laughs> yes he was yeah I was uh, I was a big fan of that um, but like I was saying the fact that he's willing to use that one specific personality to hold on to Mark at that point yeah definitely makes me think that he would be shifty enough to be like well you know I've got to have another avatar too <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude Conchu is one shifty bastard He he's an asshole I liked his conversation between Amit, though, where she was like, we agree on so many things, but one, we are the exact same person. Like, why won't you join me? And he's like, because joining you takes away the one thing, or what was it? It was, it was basically just like, joining you takes away the choice to join yeah. you or something yeah. like that. I know, I know what you mean. I don't remember the exact quote, but I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. But, um... No, I, I... I liked the show, man. I... I did. I... I don't know. <clears throat> I kind of had different opinions every single episode, but rounded out, I liked the show a lot, and I love Moon Knight as a character. My one complaint's just the costume. If they made it look more practical, it'd be great. It just, like... There are parts of that show, like, he suits up and just straight up looks like a video game character, like, running around a movie set. See, I guess... I'm notoriously, like, forgiving and lenient of CGI, maybe. And, and and that's not what I'm getting at. I, like, I I am no VFX artist. I don't even know how it's done. So, like, I understand that, like, it's still good VFX. It's just, like, the, like, when you look at Moon Knight in the comics versus Moon Knight in the show and then how, like, characters, how, like, de how Deadpool turns out. His costume is, like, 80, 90% practical and all the CGI is done just, like, in the face. See, but that's that's what I'm saying though. Is like, aside from the actual transformation itself, I didn't think at any point that his suit looked anything other than practical. I'm so not, I'm not entirely convinced <laughs> that the Moon Knight costume exists. To be honest with you. Okay. I, yeah, and that's I guess that's where we're at. Is like 
I, I, I don't know. That's what I mean when I say forgiving, is, like, I don't even notice that it is CGI half the time. I guess that we will know whenever they do, like, the gallery thing, like, the making of Moon Knight, which will probably be out in the next mm-hmm. few weeks, I hope. For sure. And um, one, one thing, you know, that I've been meaning to mention, but haven't, uh, as far as the finale goes, um, the that last fight scene... Mm-hmm. I, not, not the last, but one of the last fight scenes where he's going back and forth between Steven and Mark f- so fluidly that while also so fighting with Layla. Dude, oh my gosh. I that part was fantastic. It. it was so good. That was the highlight of the show, I think, was the finale. When Yeah, him fluidly moving back and forth between both personalities and just... Yeah. Absolutely and even destroying like everybody. Trading the weapons between them, like Mr. Knight handing off his thing, like his uh, batons to Moon Knight, who then like uses this this like Moon Knight blade thing out of his chest. So cool, dude. So cool. And then there was that, that video I sent you on Twitter where somebody edited the uh, batons into lightsabers. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Um... But yeah, man, I I don't think I have too much else to say, honestly. Um, I guess the only other thing I have is like Moon Knight is one of the only Marvel Studios properties to not reference the greater MCU. Like at all. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um I think the most we get is a um GRC. Hmm? Uh, uh, whatever the council was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. GNC, oh, yeah. GRC. The Global Relocation Council. Council. Yeah. So GRC. There was a truck, yeah, a truck with that logo on it that drove past at one point. Yeah. And then at, at one point, someone mes- met, mentions the spiritual plane, which you could... Oh, no, they straight up connect. talk about, like, um, Black... They met, they reference Black, pa- Black Panther when they're talking about the astral plane. Yeah, well, they mentioned Bost. Which, yeah, and that's that's Black or Panther Bast as well. Or whatever. Yeah, which is, yeah, Black Panther, but... It, but no, like... None of that, yeah. None, no none of that snap reference, directly. nothing like that. The only other Easter egg type of thing we get is we get a little tiny Kang Easter egg in one of the episodes. Did you... Do you know that one at all? I don't think so, No. So there's a version of Kang who goes back and decides that he wants to rule ancient Egypt, and I believe he goes by Rama Tut when he does that, and he has, like, a very specific headdress that he wears, and one of the guys... So you know the fight scene where Mark and Steven are arguing during the fight, and they black out, and those guys wake up dead, and he's, like, holding one guy over the the balcony? Yes. Yep. Great f***ing scene, by the way. Fantastic. Because both of them are so like, oh cool. my god. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Mark's like, I didn't do that. And Steven's like, well, you know goddamn well that I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of those guys has that headdress on the back of his jacket. Interesting. Okay. No, I had not heard that one. That's cool. It was pointed out to me through either a YouTube video or Twitter or something. So I can't take credit for it, uh, which you've heard me say a lot on this show. But I do a lot of I my research. I think a lot of those... A lot of those deep continuity things that we just kind of spout out there, we don't know that shit offhand. Like, that's that's secondhand knowledge to us. <laughs> Very few of them I know offhand. Very few. Yeah. <laughs> there were, 
a couple in Doctor Strange that I caught like right away, but we'll talk about that again another time. We'll see you say that, but I, see, it's in the trailer, so I don't think this is a spoiler. The one character that I, I thought it was the Shuma Gorath is apparently some other character that from the comics that I didn't know about. Yeah, I was reading about that earlier. I guess he's like normally like a Submariner villain, which is kind of cool. Weird and out of place, but okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but no, Moon Knight. Um, I don't know when we will see Moon Knight next. I am hoping that he'll be in Blade, which starts shooting this summer. And cool. possibly in that Werewolf by Night, like Halloween special thing Marvel's doing would be a cool spot for him. Because, I mean, the first time Moon Knight ever appeared ever was in a Werewolf by Night comic. So, here's my thing about that Werewolf by Night show, or limited series or whatever. I don't even know. It might just be like a little special. Like It might just be like an hour long. Right, sure. Um, Moon Knight is so popping right now that if you just gave him the cameo spot on that, that would make the show. 100%. You know? So, yeah, why not? You could put Moon Knight in the goddamn trailer and that show would do 100% better. <laughs> oh, for sure. See, no, I think that that's something that they don't advertise it as such at all until the day that it drops. And then, and then whoever sees it, that shit's going to hit social media so quick yep. that that's going to do the advertising on its own. 100%. Um, either way, I'm excited for both of those projects, with or without Moon Knight. But I feel like Blade just feels like a natural spot for Moon Knight. Um, so I don't know if you heard this or not, but apparently there were, I think, filmed, two filmed cameos that were supposed to happen. I heard about one. they just one. decided no. I heard about in Eternal, I heard about Kingo being in the show at one point. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I can I can get behind that. That and I mean like like we've said, I, I love Camille Nagiani and I like Kingo a lot and I loved the Eternals, so any way to put them in the MCU more is, is a thumbs up from me. See, based on that fact, that makes me think that originally Jake may have been a slightly larger part of the show. Mm-hmm. We may have seen him earlier on, and then the post credit scene, you know, may have been Kingo, or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think that they decided to kind of slow burn it a little bit more, and hold Jake for that post credit scene. And I, I can't and blame make him, it, it worked it's so thing. well. Yeah, and I can't blame you either. What was the other cameo? Because I don't know that I know that one. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I just heard that there were potentially two. I, I'd even forgotten that... Uh, Kingo was supposed to be one of them, but so another. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what the other one was. I don't think this is the same thing, but there is a behind-the-scenes picture of um, Oscar Isaac, who we know is Moon Knight, Ethan Hawke, who is um, Harrow, and uh, Willem Dafoe, all on set of Moon Knight. I wonder if that was coincidental or. I mean, he's friends I mean... with Ethan Hawke, I guess. So, like, I think he, it's one of those things, like, I sure he's, they might have been filming around the same times in Georgia, so, like, it wouldn't be that hard for him to just kind of walk a lot over probably, and say hi, but, like. Yeah, he's on set. I just, even, like, no, like let's say. say that he was going to do a, a Goblin cameo in Moon Knight. I don't want that. <laughs> that makes no goddamn sense. I was about to say, I was about to say, at that point, I was wondering, well, what character would he be playing? And then I thought, <laughs> well, there's no way that Goblin would make any f***ing sense in that cameo. So. No. 
unless like unless the MCU wants to put Willem Dafoe in another role, which I'm all about. That dude is a fantastic actor. If you can find a place for him, that won't be like Mul- super baby. super confusing for the for the audience. Go for it. Multiverse, baby. That's all I can say. Yeah, uh, that's all we can say, and I think that brings us to a nice little spot to wrap up, you know? It does, but that also, I say that with the <laughs> assum- with the implication that across multiverses, characters would play different things, but having seen Doctor Strange, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, and we're going to leave you with that. Uh, leave you with a little bit of anticipation on a little bit of a cliffhanger for our next one, which will be our Doctor yeah. Strange review. Which I thought that would have be a good little end cap. More nonsense updates. We're going to have a comics corner because there was a big comic book day right around the release of Doctor Strange. Of which I will be participating in. Hell yes, we love to hear it. I'm um, going to be reviewing, somewhat reviewing a, uh, 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 what was it, a DC Fortnite crossover comic? <laughs> first, up, first issue? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, way better than it has any right to be. A lot of fun stuff planned for the next one. Um... But in the meantime, uh, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Nonsense Nerds or on Instagram at Mostly underscore Nerdy underscore Nonsense. And we enjoy any kind of interactions. Um, actually, we got one the other day. Um, I posted... Yeah, wait for the Star Wars one. Yeah, so we got one response. It was from my friend Emily. She responded to the question of favorite Star Wars moment. And she was talking about... I know she said, I think the Django and Obi-Wan fight on... Um, on Kamino, which is uh, one of my favorite scenes of that entire movie, and Kamino is one of my favorite planets in all of st- uh, all of Star Wars. So just give me one second. And then she said the uh, the end of Rogue One with Jin and Cassian, which is a, a heartbreaker scene, which Star Wars is real good at. Oh, uh, that is a, but, well. That's that's a, that's a that's a great scene in any cinema. Absolutely, yeah. Even just outside of Star but, Wars, that scene is beautiful. But that's awesome. Um, you said Emily? Yeah, my friend Emily. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, thanks for writing in, Emily. Yeah, we appreciate it. And definitely, uh, please, again, <laughs> any interaction is great. Say, do, well, do, do we want to hit socials for her, or do you just want to go with Emily for now? Well, let's go with Emily for now. I don't know. I, okay, I, I, haven't, <laughs> I didn't even run this Fair by her, so I don't... Oh, is that <laughs> We said Emily, so I didn't know if it, like like no. I think in any other situation we would normally go with just whatever their Twitter handle was or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we'll just go with Emily for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it, um, and we did do it on air. We said we would, um, and that goes for anybody that reaches out. We'll we'll talk about it on air for sure. Um, but Twitter and Instagram are the best ways to find us. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say I think for this one we might say you know what was your favorite part of uh, the Moon Knight series. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do something. We'll we'll definitely post a question. If it's not that, it'll be probably something similar. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yeah. And then give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you may be listening. And for mostly nerdy nonsense, I am Zane. And I've been Jim. Later's Gators. Later's Gators. <laughs>